Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Cattle Drive. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Thursday, May 19th in the year 2022. And we're still suffering through the same nonsense that we did in 2020 in the elections with voter counts that can't be tallied, sudden printing errors that happened in Pennsylvania, Oregon, the state of Oregon government admitting that the most perfect of all voting systems, the motor voter mail-in ballot, no voter poll state, the system can be hacked even when it's offline, and yet the humans of America keep voting, expecting a different result. I I think we are literally living in the asylum. I've decided it's not only is it is are the crazies running it, but the population has accepted it. It's wonderful. Before we begin tonight, make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. And to do that, you need great sleep products. And we've got a great message here from Mike Lindell. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I do not like my sheets. I love Mikey's a dream sheet. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And Patriots, that's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards to get some of these exclusive offers on our home landing page. Head on over there to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. You can also save right now $90 on a pair of My Slippers using your promo code and all sorts of amazing other deals that are the normal fantastic savings on MyPillow, including mattress toppers, mattresses, Giza, cotton pillows, all sorts of great things. And Again, the buy one, get one free is one of the most stunning offers they've had so far. These are fantastic products that truly do enhance your sleep. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. If you want to speak to a real person, call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and there you will get to talk to a Patriot Pillow Counselor. And again, use your promo code Bards. Well, Patriots... Let's just do a quick roundup here of some of the wonderful things that are happening in our nation of the insane. We are now informed by one of the regulators 
that by midsummer, half of America will face blackouts due to the fantastic green energy policies that are being pushed by the retarded left and the other globalists, all by design, by the way. If you're a leftist and you're supporting green policy, you're a retard. If you're a globalist and you're promoting green policy, you're instrumentally the most evil person on the face of the earth, knowing damn well you're going to be causing society to collapse. It's pretty simple. So leftist, stupid, retard. And globalist, intelligent, manipulating, maniacal, pariah. Not difficult to get. Also, uh, right now, we have a... Notice that 76 gas station chains in the state of Washington have now programmed their gasoline pumps to $10 a gallon. (laughs) I've been telling you this is coming. We are going to see $10 a gallon by August, if not sooner. And then people were saying to me, well, why aren't we going to have a Bards Fest in the center of the nation? Because it was probably going to cost people $5,000 just to drive there. Hence the reason we'll continue to support the regional events. Patriots, this is a really crazy time, and it's a, it's a great time in a sense because we get to truly see, for those of the, anybody that had doubts, that the green energy policy is a complete disaster and that the whole idea that somehow that there's going to be a better world if we all come together, build back better, was the biggest lie going, obviously, because build back better is all fate based on the fourth industrial revolution. But it's not entirely new. You see... What's been going on here more than anything has been hurting, hurting the people, getting them to move to where we need them to move, getting them to concentrate in city centers, getting them to move so they exhaust their energy, which would be translated to dollars, and then wherever they've landed, they no longer can escape. So let's do a little history. I think history is good. And I think we should go back in time a little bit, and we should look at something called the Chisholm Trail and get a little history on how Texas cattle drive worked. Well, it was 150 years ago in 1867, the Cowboys began driving Longhorn cattle from Texas up through Indian Territory to a rail line in Kansas. The Chisholm Trail, in many ways, was our state's first superhighway connecting us economically with the rest of the nation. 1,000 mile historic Chisholm Trail, known as the world's greatest cattle trail, was like a major highway in its time. The fame trail came just after the Civil War. During the war, Texas ranches were unmanaged, leaving the southern prairies packed with cattle. At the same time, markets to the east were in great need of beef as existing cattle had been slaughtered to feed the armies and civilians. By war's end, cattle worth $3 a head in Texas would bring up to $40 to $60 in Chicago and New York. The problem was that no railroads yet reached the Texas Plains. Running from the South Texas Valley north to Abilene, Kansas, the Chisholm Trail was responsible for the movement of millions of Longhorns. The four-month journey pushed cattle quickly from Texas into Indian Territory, where the pace was slowed to fatten the cattle on free grass and water before again pushing north to the Kansas Railheads. The trail and segments remained in continuous use until shortly before 1889 and the opening of the unassigned lands in Oklahoma. This brought fences making the use of the trail impossible. 
Later, the extension of the railroad into Texas eventually sealed the fate of the Chisholm Trail. Beef, the new donut. I'll tell you, if we have their way, they're going to make us never eat beef again because they want you to eat bug protein. And what else? Of course, they want to grow that beef out of the cells of cattle and probably other things that we don't want to know about so that you can chew on a tasty piece of Petri dish grown beef right in your backyard. Better yet, wherever you're living in that urban center, you're going to be able to get it fresh right from the lab, guarded by all sorts of hired security, protected by all sorts of IP and patents, and guaranteed that you will never know what's what's in it, including that special little touch, that flavoring spice called mRNA. Yes, patriots, you too can have your piece of wholesome, full-steak, lab-grown Petri dish, cell-extracted, robotic-controlled, and served beef right there on your plate, hot and steamy, and maybe if you're lucky, it'll still wiggle. After all, mRNA and graphene oxide can give life to even a dead piece of chunk of meat, and you too can share in that. See, that's the whole vision of our great new world order. And when we take a look at what's been happening in this whole COVID crisis, things aren't exactly as they seem. We've had a massive amount of immigration and migration internally. And this has both good aspects, perhaps, but there's a lot of downside. And we have to be kind of aware of how that Chisholm Trail worked when you moved with cattle. See, cowboys were pretty aware that as they moved cattle, and they moved cattle across that 1,000-mile trail, they had to be aware of how exhausted the cattle would be. Hence, they had to stop along the way, let the cattle graze, let them get their energy back, kind of like lockdowns and then taking lockdowns away, kind of like encouraging people to run from the cities, those same cities where they're now buying up all sorts of real estate to build those vertical engineered growing centers so that people now that they've moved to their new place and they've had a chance to get a little more re-energized, They've drained the bank accounts, put themselves further in debt, getting into new houses and new homes in these new city centers like Phoenix and like Denver, the smaller cities of the nation, like Austin or maybe even not so much Portland, but definitely Seattle. These new meccas of migration where people have left to be free from the disasters that they, them, that they created, kind of like cattle leaving a cattle yard. It turns into a smelly pile of poo and then you put them on a trail and you move them out, and you have them take with them everything that they are. The same people haven't changed their ideologies, but they've spread the infection across the nation. All you small towners out here now are now going to celebrate and experience the joy of having those that came from the city that managed to turn it into a sweaty pit hole laden with all sorts of homeless and all sorts of socialist ideals that bankrupted them. And now the best part about this globalist agenda is we can take those same people and encourage them to migrate across the nation, taking their liberal values into those conservative areas. And then once they get there, oops, they can't leave because they're overtaxed. They're now put into a pen. Welcome to the New World Order's devious plot. This is what we have been witnessing. Let me give you an example of some of this, of how domestic migration has been working. We've always been a very mobile country. I think if you looked around the world and picked any other country, you wouldn't find the kind of 
north-south, east-west trajectories that seem to be very easily taken by Americans uh, and are in fact part of our history. This is just another episode in that story. Since the onset of the coronavirus pandemic, urban areas across the U.S. have seen changes both big and small, one of the most notable being a population migration out of larger cities like New York and Los Angeles into smaller cities like Denver, Miami, and Phoenix, just to name a few. This migration was in motion before COVID-19, but it accelerated as remote work became an option for millions of people, many of whom sought out more space and a lower cost of living. The number of people who made permanent moves was up just 3% from March 2020 by February 2021. But when you take a closer look at a few of America's densest and most expensive cities, like New York and San Francisco, the data paints a different picture, with a large percentage of the population moving out of those metro regions. It's a shift that has had far-reaching impacts on cities both big and small when it comes to urban development, housing prices, and traffic flows. And many of these people have looked forward to having those vertical engineered lab grown food products available at a local convenience store near you. Patriots, this is a real challenge and it's one of the biggest things that we face in this nation in this demographic shift is what's going to become of us. And so much at the core of that is truth and our continued fight locally to be active, to be persistent and to lead the way in making sure that our communities return back to a constitutional basis. We saw something similar happen in 2007-2008 when the implosion of the markets happened. We saw a pile of money come from the East Coast, in particular here in my own state. We saw properties being purchased leading up to that point, high-value properties being people selling off property, selling off anything through that whole early period on the coast only to find our coastal communities now infected with retirees that came from California and other parts of the country that don't want anything to do with growth, with business, that don't want anything to do except turn these communities into retirement trailer parks and second home paradises. This is a real challenge that every small community in the nation is going to face, and it's all in in function. It, again, is how we are perceived by those in the elite. If you're not of the money class, you're seen as little more than cattle. And this entire COVID process has now siphoned off people to push them out of cities into smaller communities. We have seen an increase in migration globally and an attempt of people to escape countries. We've seen manipulated migration. All of this is happening to shake up the demographics. And the question you always have to ask is what's going on in the places that they leave? Of course, what we're seeing is places like San Francisco, which has such a human poop problem that they've actually developed an app where you can literally track all the spots in the city where there's human poop. Or then there's Portland, Oregon. It has such a human poop problem that they hire a team that goes around in the wee hours of the morning between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. to power wash off the spots, the doorways of businesses so that customers don't have to step on human feces. All of this is hand smoke and mirrors at the way that this elite class runs. It has nothing to do with liberal or conservative. It's the elite class thinking, and they really don't care. Their principle at the end of the day is what they control, the power that they gain, and most importantly, how they can keep the masses and the herds of people fed to keep them pacified plus a little bit of entertainment along the way, maybe something like 
social media platforms or maybe some new entertainment or maybe this. Maybe if we just encourage them to vote to keep busy, they'll be give the entertainment along with food and they won't pay attention to what's really going on. We're being manipulated at one of the highest levels ever. We are being handled as brutally and as rough as cowboys would handle cattle. And that isn't an insult to cowboys. They're moving beef to a market. They have to herd them and move them along. Sometimes they have to use some encouragement. But at the end of the day, that's how we are as a society. Where it will, and the problem is we're willfully going along with this every step of the way. We keep trying to find solutions within the empire that's controlled by the elites. We keep trying to tell ourselves, well, if we vote, we can change things. When our votes don't touch the corporate leadership, they don't affect Wall Street. They don't change 90% of D.C. because most of that class is hired and not elected. We don't touch the SES class, Senior Executive Service class, which is the bridge of government that runs in the shadows of government. It doesn't change the media. And it sure as heck doesn't change the way people think in this nation or return a nation back to the center point of God. All of that rests with us on decisions that we have to make. And they're not easy decisions to make, but we have to make them. Our world right now is in total chaos. As it was, we, was a fake, uh, we lived under a fake illusion, or I should say a fake premise that this country was actually when it was a republic, when in fact it was nothing more than a corporate oligarchy with the idea that giving us the illusion that our vote counted. Everything that we perceived was true has not been true. When we hear of scandals in Hollywood, people read it eagerly as they, as they, as they stand in line at the grocery store to pick up the latest edition of the Globe or National Enquirer, prying in deep, or even People Magazine, to the lives of the rich and famous to tell us exactly what's going on, to give us a little tidbit of gossip. When in fact, it's all a lie. It's all been manufactured to keep people entertained. It's bred in circuses. And it keeps the cattle moving right along. It keeps the cattle in a steady flow. And then when that time happens that we need to get the cattle to pause, oh, we do things like inflate the money, inflate costs, or maybe see gas costs go out outrageous. You see, what's happened right now is quite interesting because we don't need a lockdown right at this moment, if you think about it. We've been worried about a national lockdown and how they would do things. But now consider what's been happening with gas costs. Gas costs are up to $5 a gallon nationally and they're climbing. We will see diesel costs so severe and shortages already being told, projected in June that many food shelves will start to go bare. Or the costs of goods will be so extreme that people can't afford to eat. We're already seeing the discussions happening at certain income class levels of having to choose between gas and a gallon of milk. What's this doing? It's keeping people anchored in place. It's creating the prison. It's creating the cattle, the cattle yard where people will stay. And they're gearing this up pretty radically. We have been talking for some time now about the importance of prepping, the importance of getting your community going, the importance of a tribe. This is why. We've been talking a lot. You've been hearing me talk a great deal about the need to limit how much extended travel people do over this coming into this summer because I could see it happening. We're right where I expected we would be. Gas costs spiraling out of control, food costs spiraling out of control, jobs becoming less secure, wages being maintained flat as inflation skyrockets, as buying power decreases, and even better yet, as companies are redefining what full-time work is. 
People now being told that their new full-time job will, will pay will be 20 hours a week instead of 30 or 25 hours a week instead of 40 or 38. Yet we'll still keep your same benefits, which still cost you the same amount of money, but and we'll still deduct it from your paycheck. You just won't get as much hours to pay for it. This is the goofiness of what's going on, and it's amazing to watch how many people just sit and take it. And it's I'm beginning to really question where we are as a nation. Anthony Adorno was a member of the Frankfurt School. He wrote a book called Prisms, and in it he dealt with the anti-dialectic. The concept was, and the question he posed was, why is it that certain societies arrive at a point when everything on paper tells us that we should have a revolution and yet nothing happens? People passively sit by and accept their, their fate. They don't they choose not to challenge things, but instead they choose to endure it. It's interesting because our founding fathers understood that. In fact, they wrote it into our Declaration of Independence. It's in the second paragraph, and it reads, Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. And here we are. We have some very harsh and very important decisions to make as a nation as we go forward here. And these are decisions that we have to face now of where we want to be as people. What is the future that we want to have? We're living with a world right now that are run by crazies, world that everything is inverted. It is a world where literally right is left and left is right. Take a listen to this piece right here on what it is about what a woman is. What do you say a woman is? I believe that everyone can identify for themselves. Okay. Um, do, Do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions? Yes. That's real. It's not a skit. Here's another piece on the war on families and the war on mothers. Uh, You shifted from using the term mother to birthing people. Black birthing people. Black birthing people. Black and indigenous birthing people. Is the administration's official policy to replace the term woman with birthing people? I I was a little taken back when I just read it and saw it, that that the term mother was gone in spots and it was replaced with birthing people. Again, if we're we're trying to be precise in, in the language that's used. Mom's a pretty good word. Everything that's worth living and dying for is under attack right now. This environment that has been created and corrupted and manipulated does not respect women, does not respect children, does not respect men. It cares nothing for family. If that is the society that we want to live in, then we need to see how crazy we are, really. The world is in the condition that it is in because of the disrespect of the woman. There's so much that we place around her because as we are also taught, that when you teach a man, you are teaching an individual. When you teach a woman, you are teaching a nation. Every prophet came from the womb of a woman. Every intelligent, strong, powerful man and woman came from the womb of a woman. So that's why they have to attack mother and remove father. Because before you can get to her, you have to get through him. Every wise nation has security. And the man is supposed to be that security. Can a woman secure too? Of course. Are there female warriors? Absolutely. 
However, because of her value, because a whole nation comes out of her. So you must be protected. And the man having that essential position by nature. So someone who knows that about you will do their best to make sure you are removed because there is a standard of conditioning that has to take place. Man, woman, child. If I want to get to that, I have to remove your protector because he is watching to make sure that everything that goes on in this environment is safe and secure. That's why they have to attack masculinity because they know, damn, if there's real men around here, we can't really do what we want to do. And if there are real women, we for damn sure can't do what we want to do because she's going to protect that child. He's going to protect that woman and they both are going to protect society. Control the food, control the people, control the energy, control nations, control the money, control the world. Henry Kissinger. And here we are. Right now, the war has been waging steadily on fear, and through fear, they managed to mold an entire society. In a process of a few months following the COVID pandemic, with the fanning of the flames by our good friends in the seditious media, we, have, we saw most of our rights willfully handed over. We accepted the threats of people that don't live near us. In fact, Arguably, not a single leader has ever walked the ground where the majority of Americans were. In fact, it gets worse. When you dig down to the actual locations where there was a hard lockdown in the United States, the answer is there was none. The closest place we ever got to a hard lockdown was a little bit in New York and maybe the threats of one in L.A. And yet the entire country went along with it. Why? Because the media framed the picture of the fear. The media showed those select cases that they had cops or even perhaps staged it with some of their Mason friends to show arrests and lockdowns. And the world bought it. Not just the world, but the United States that the world looks to to lead it. We were herded like cattle. Easily. What does it take to herd cattle? Not a whole lot, in fact. Once they get the cattle moving, as long as the cowboys move on the edge with their horses and they keep them moving along, making sure the calves don't wander away, they will move in the direction that they're put, and they move brilliantly together. When they pause, the cowboys simply let off the pressure, the cattle stop, and they graze. Patriots, the sad part of the nation is that we become cattle, and we become cattle willfully. And until we got deep into this COVID crisis, only then did people slowly begin to wake up. And then it was first, it was the women. What happened to the men? We're still working on that one. So many of the men have been blistered over the last 12 years, 14 years, financially wiped out in 2008, the middle class men, targeted specifically through the Obama years, and elevated the gay man as to be the new symbol for the United States while they pumped in soy and skinny jeans into the new culture to make them realize that being a metrosexual or a trans was better than being a man. And parents didn't protest. The voice wasn't elevated. Communities didn't stand up because when they did, a small little group of rainbow warriors would scream bloody murder and racism and the, and the conservative base of the United States, what I would call the true Americans, would cower back. It's no more than firing a gun over the head of somebody and suddenly somebody runs back. This is an absolute disaster where we are facing in our nation, and we can change it 
But we have to change our ways and change them fast because we're at the 11th hour. It's not going to matter who comes to power. It's not going to matter what Durham does or what he does with the Sussman trial. That's not going to change your CEO, Larry Fink, who's ahead of all of this investment into vertical agriculture and the buying up of farmland. It's not going to change Bill Gates, who's been buying up farmland and making artificially developed baby milk out of labs. And even if you arrest Bill Gates, it's not going to stop that trillion-dollar industry that they're growing to grow food in labs to feed everybody to engineer exactly how they want people to be. It's not going to change your teachers that are indoctrinating children into the idea of multiple pronouns, that gender is a choice, and that they need to do this away from their parents to separate the parent from the child. This, the war that we have rests with us to fight and to win, and it's up to us. And it's being manipulated through the number one agent of control, which is the media. And in spite of the fact that we say that the media is diminishing power, it still holds a deadly lock on people. Divide and conquer. But worse than divide and conquer, bread and circuses. Give people some food, give them a little entertainment, and they won't say a thing. We have a responsibility as patriots in this nation. And we have a responsibility right now to speak up on all wrongs and all ills. We have a responsibility to start drawing our red lines on where that's going to be. This country is falling fast. And as it falls, there's still so much desire by so many to sit back and wait for the plan to roll out. The plan has always been us. And we're the backbone of whether this country survives or not. This is a tough time, and it takes a lot of courage to be that lone wolf out there. But you have to be the lone wolf. You've got to be the lion. You've got to be the hunter. So much of what we are witnessing is just blind obedience. People are tired. We get it. And that's by design. They've done this over and over. Just like the cowboy pushes the cattle to a point, they're exhausted. And what's the advantage of that? When they stop and they graze, they don't go far. They stay right there. Cattle do like to move around on their own, especially if there's plenty of grass. They're going to go explore. But when you work them hard on a cattle drive, and once you stop, they're going to stay local to where you stop them, and it's going to be easier to manage. It's exactly what they've been doing to us. And the end, end goal is they've been building these $100 million per copy vertical agriculture facilities in the urban centers. They know now that as people have migrated out, where are they building them? You're not hearing them being built in San Francisco. They're building them in Austin, Texas, and other city centers where people have been moving in. They're expecting you. And as people come in, they know that financially they're going to be stretched. They know that emotionally they're going to be exhausted, just like the good cattle. And they know that once you settle in, that you're not going to run anymore. At least that's what they're planning on. They know that people are going to be tired. They want to just worry about putting a little bit of food on the table. They're stressed because of the, the wearing down of the financial system. You're going to see the dollar collapse. That's by design. It's being engineered to collapse. Gas costs are high. It's going to make a choice between gas or, or milk, gas or food. So people will buckle down. Rents are going up. Rents on the average of the United States are going up 40%. It's all right here. 
that great dream of prosperity is going to get translated into a new hope, a new vision. It's going to be a translation of a hope and vision based on a universal basic income on food that's local and grown in your market that doesn't have to have a high carbon footprint. But don't mind the fact that we're taking out a few genes and adding a few genes and that every bit of our produce has to be tested on a rat to make sure it doesn't die. Or we'll just grow you some meat. Don't worry about it. Along the same process we'll do and we'll grow you a heart after you've taken that mRNA injection and we have to give you a new one. This should irritate and inflame every person that hears it. The fact that your liberties are being taken from you by will. The fact that a large percentage of America has its head up its butt and doesn't want to do anything. This should inflame you. This country was won by 3% of the population that stood up and said no. This country was won by strong women who started the boycotts. They'd reduced the amount of revenue to the empire by 50%. And the victory was finalized by the men who picked up the muskets and laid waste to the redcoats that decided to occupy what was our land. And those were fellow brethren, by the way, except for the Hessians who were imported mercenaries. It's time that we start to begin to realize that this war is not here as a game. This is a real take-home event, and the winner gets all. And to a large degree, we're getting played by all sides. Who in the political space is talking about the need to grow food? Who in the political space is talking about these things as we face a food crisis? Let me give you a comparison to something that happened during the Rooseveltian period in World War II. This was a public service announcement. Victory Gardens, a challenge to every loyal American citizen. What can we do to help win the war with food? The answer to that challenge comes from Washington, from the Office of Civilian Defense. We can grow food for victory in our own backyard because so long as this war lasts, great quantities of food must be grown. Anywhere and everywhere we can find good soil to nourish the seeds. Our local office of civilian defense can tell us much we need to know on how to plan a victory garden. From garden magazines and garden advertising, we can get the advice of professional experts. And scores of seed and nursery houses can supply us with other vital gardening information. That was your government, my government. But this is our government today. This is how they solve the baby formula issue. Hey, everybody, Tim Burchett. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a bill that came through yesterday dealing with formula and the shortage. What it basically was, it was $28 million in the bill, but uh, I believe $23 million of it was for administrative costs and salaries. So basically what the Democrat leadership did was use a bill, title it something that's dealing with people that are genuinely hurting and just use it as an instance to increase pay at the FDA. And that ought to disgust you. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican using a real tragedy. It did nothing to to, uh, put more formula on the shelves. It just did more to hire more bureaucrats and create more of a power structure here in Washington. Um, I misnamed these bills on purpose and Honestly, the left just eats it up and they throw it back at us. But in reality, it's just not true. Um, we ought to have some. We got truth in sentencing laws in Tennessee. We ought to have truth in legislation. Anyway, thank y'all so much for sending me here. 
In 1940s, we were promoting Victory Gardens so people could feed themselves, knowing that there was going to be a food shortage. In 2022, the government passes a bill to supply baby formula for $28 million and takes $23 million for salaries for their cronies. This is the world we now live in. In my county, Kate Brown, that bisexual freak that we have as a governor, decided to declare my county in one of the best and wettest springs that we've had, a drought county, so that she could rape the money out of that from federal emergency supplies to offset her needs for some other political agenda, like probably putting in more tampons into boys' bathrooms. This is the freaks that are running our zoo. And unfortunately, we're all in the zoo, and they all see us as entertainment to feed. We need to get mad. We need to stop playing the game. And we need to get serious about making the breakaway economy and start taking charge of our lives to make ourselves independent of these corporate beasts and these political hand puppets of the corporate elites. This is not a game. And this is not a normal election, again, just to solve the problems with some false hope and hopium injection so people can believe there's going to be a red wave when not a damn thing has been changed in the election process. When you have political leaders, I don't care who they are, pushing you to vote when there's been no change. When you have political leaders talking about voting fraud when the people are facing a famine coming up. When you have political leaders talking about who to put in office when gas prices are now scoring to five and potentially as high as $10 when people cannot afford a gallon of gas or a gallon of milk. You need to ask yourself what type of leadership we have or don't have in this nation. When you have people migrating and running out of cities to leave the places that they've fouled themselves, the liberals escaping the, the pits of New York or San Francisco because they left the disaster behind and they want to go to a small town to get away from the same problem they created and create a new one, people need to be start holding, being held accountable. Again, this is not a game, and we are at war with ourselves. We are at war with ourselves in part because we have lost a moral base and a moral compass in our nation. We have pulpits that can't preach a biblical view of the world. In fact, that's 37% of our pulpits do. The rest of them don't. And we have a lack overall of the acceptance of God in our nation, and yet the lack of God is leading us to the bowels of hell. It's time to fight. It's time to get serious about what we're doing. It's time to take this fight to the ground in our local communities to ensure that our sheriffs are constitutional, to ensure that our county commissions are held accountable for what they say and the Constitution. It's time to build our local communities, our buying co-ops that bypass this corporate nonsense. It is time to set up independence in each of our own homes. The whole county-by-county model was modeled this way. And I laid it out two years ago and have talked about it since. The principle is that each and every person needs to seek independence in their own household and link with local communities to become stronger and outside the system. This is a very real war. It is the same war that many cultures across the nations, across the world have faced. And now that war is in our backyard. The corruption in our nation is not going to be fixed by a vote. The corruption in our nation is not going to be fixed by hopium or some promise 
that a handful of white hats are somehow going to save the world or that Durham is somehow going to solve the entire problem with one legal case built around Sussman that's going to be some rabbit hole that suddenly takes down the entire global cabal. That's wishful and stupid thinking. And it's a waste of time. Our nation needs strong leaders in a local level. We need true patriots that are organizing together, building community, and taking action themselves. Traction on the ground. Growing food is the centerpiece. You control the food, you control the people. You free yourself from that network, and you're one step closer to sovereignty. We'll address energy as we go, and that will be its own challenge. But we as patriots have the capability to innovate and overcome. We always have, because that's the true spirit of America. The true spirit of World War II, when the Victory Gardens program was announced, wasn't because they had to coax people to take care of themselves. They just needed to direct people in how to best use their innovation and their energies. And America rose to the occasion. We rose in a brilliant way. Americans, in a very short period of time, produced more food in their backyards than the entire national corporate agriculture models. We can overcome all of these challenges, whether it's food, energy, or whether it's money. But the problem is we keep looking at their system and trying to figure, trying to figure out a way through their maze. The answer is you'll never get out of their maze. The way out of this is to break from them. The way out of this is to build that local connection that then we can bridge with others that are doing the same thing. And while it's still free to think, think free. It's critical. We are in a critical point in this war. In my opinion, we're in the 11th hour. And the direction that we go as a nation will be driven and directed by those that are the strongest willed and have the most independent view, or it will be overwhelmed by those that are compliant slaves that choose to take the wide gate and the path to destruction. I'm not going to be on that path. I'm taking that path of the narrow gate no matter how hard it is. No matter how little sleep it is, no matter how many hours you work, no matter how many skills you have to learn, get busy. There's no time to waste. There's no idle time. And for those that are doing this, encourage others to do the same. We have to lead by example. We are in a crisis, and this nation is the hope of the world. Australia has fallen. England has fallen. And many other countries are coming. We are the beacon and the hope of liberty for the entire world. That is a massive responsibility. And each one of us has to help encourage others to do so. This is a fight that's right out of the textbooks of Scripture. It's going to take everything that we've ever read in the heroes of Scripture. And it's the promise that Jesus gave us that if we follow him, we will be persecuted. And follow him we must, and persecution is a guaranteed, and we do it with a smile. Because that is what life is here. It's never been easy. Unfortunately, the nation has fallen to the whole lure of convenience and easy. We can do this. And I truly have hope for the few that are in this place to hear and to do. But it's going to be a rough ride. And the traps are just beginning. 
Because even the voices that you trust are going to start offering you that easy path, that path that's going to promise you that great new future through all the benefits of technology, which you don't know anything about or can't control. They're going to promise you the great things of a restructuring of the economy, no matter who takes charge, about a new amount of wealth that's going to come to a nation. We're going to reset the economy and give everybody a basic income. These are the traps. These are the things that they promise. And unless we put God first in all things, and unless we dig in and get our hands dirty, literally, by sowing seeds, we're not going to get back to where we need to be. We cannot outsource the fundamentals of life to those that have no interest in keeping us alive. We've outsourced our health. We've outsourced our food. We've outsourced everything. It's time now that we take it back defiantly, not compliantly. The true American patriot has always been defiant. And defiant we must be. And defiant we will be if we win. But it's not going to be a path that happens by us saying yes or us having hope in systems that are broken and corrupted. It's time to get serious about where we go, what responsibilities we take on, and what accountabilities we hold. America needs it. The world's relying on it. And as far as I know, it's the promise we've made to God. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today blessed to have this time. Blessed that we've had a fellowship as we do each and every day to reflect on the world and to thank you for all the greatness of things that you provide. These are challenging times, Lord times in which we have to get real and sometimes getting real doesn't mean it feels good we pray now that those that hear and those that are blessed to hear with eyes to see and ears to hear can be honest as we do an assessment of where we are as a nation as we each are and where we are each of us in our lives to put our trust truly in you to listen closely to you but to be ready to roll up our sleeves get our hands dirty and dig in This is not a time to be lazy. This is not a time to be complacent, and you know that, Lord. And so we are sitting here now with one of the greatest gifts we could have. We can see clearly, if we choose to see, of all the corruption and things that are around us. The question question is and remains, what will we do about it? And if we continue to try to fight within the system to change that which is completely corrupted to the moral core, we'll find the frustration. But if we choose to listen to you, Father, as we pray that we do, that path, that exodus, that stepping away from it all, to focus purely on where you need us to go, not where they choose to draw us, is ultimately that path of freedom and the restoration of liberty and the restoring of you on the throne. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It is a very serious time. And I say that a lot, but it's, It's daunting if we don't take it seriously. It's going to overcome us, and we can't let that happen. Whatever's happening behind the scenes, whatever's happening with the the invisible hand that apparently is moving things, not only do we not know what it is, not only do we not have any control over what it's doing, but we also don't know what the motives are or end game is. The one thing that's very clear 
is that the investment levels into these systems of the fourth industrial revolution, which are centered on gene technology, gene manipulation technology, the creation of chimeras, the, ro- the use of AI and robotics to control our lives, the integration of 5G and mRNA in the vaccines, all of that is central to the fourth industrial revolution. And all of that investment is increasing at accelerating paces. Huge amounts of money is going into that in the billions of dollars. So if you replace a CEO or if you replace a politician, tell me how that's going to stop the investment and the engine that has been created. There's only one thing that can stop that, and that's us not participating with it. It's a choice that each of us has to make. And that means each one of us has to choose between liberty and convenience, between compliance and defiance every day. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. We need prayers right now for the strength of this movement to stand strong in the face of this evil and prayers to see clearly. Discernment is at a must. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. Walk fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. 
because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 